1: Good morning and hello, kids, and welcome to season three and episode number 316 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Crying Media Network. Yeah. Today, recording day, is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, and it's a beautiful day here at the Beaver Lodge. and. We have a treat for you today because February is Black History Month. And with us, we'll have a guest for a couple of minutes from the community who will who place a pretty key role in helping us tell some stories and uh, document some history. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have a little bit of a delay, though, because I'm going to own up. <laughs> we, we're dealing with a public relations company with this one. For the guest and never occurred to us because normally we find our own guests and we have their email address and then we just send them the link a couple of uh, minutes before the show starts but never occurred to us that we're dealing with the company that may not have been open and that we didn't actually have the email address for our guests we were sending stuff very quickly at the last minute hoping that someone would see it and trying to think of an alternative for a show in case we did not have our guest but everything did happen, and we do have our guest, and she will be with us in a few minutes. She is not late. We were. <laughs> and, and
2: when we say we, we mean you. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I'm the one that should have thought of that, yes. So I guess me. <laughs> I would have happily sent it to you last night, but I yep. didn't know. Yep. never. Did, it just didn't dawn on me until I was about to go send the link, and it's like, oh, crap. I don't actually have an email address for her. She probably forwarded or right. something like that, I would assume. So, <laughs> oh, we do our own stunts. Yeah. All right. <laughs> A big thank you goes to our podcast funding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Bisfee Mysteries from Corbin Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Whew. But before we do anything else, Mr. Grizzly, how's your mental health today? Because uh, I've just been on a steep up and then. <laughs> I'm pretty
2: good, actually. I was a little uh, woke up this morning after a good night's sleep. I slept really well last night for a change. Although when I first woke up, I was in a panic because I thought I had oh. to get to a final exam. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I must have been dreaming something. I was like, oh, I gotta... no, I don't. I don't have any exams. I haven't written an exam in years. I take courses all the time, but we have, when you take an online course, you have a test at the end of each module, which is not a final exam. And we all know that panic feeling of I'm late for my final exam of, I don't know, grade 12 history or whatever the case may be. There was a scene in the movie, a Val Kilmer film, one of his first films, I think it was called Top Secret where he's, he's in a dreamlike state and he's running and panicking, trying to get to his class for the last minute. Then he wakes up and he realizes he's, he's being tortured by Nazis. And he's like, oh, thank God. Oh. <laughs> he was relieved to be getting whipped because he was strung up and getting whipped. They were trying to torture him for information because he was a spy. And uh, yeah, he was relieved that it was that and not that he was late for his final exam. And every time I think of that scene, I laugh hysterically because... I would feel the same way. Oh, thank God. I'm only getting tortured. I'm not late for a final exam. I'm sure we've all felt that anxiety. I know you felt it just a few minutes ago.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) No, my version of that dream is it's opening night for a play. Mm -hmm. And about 30 minutes before the play starts is when I decide I'm going to start studying my lines. And then yeah, that's, that's uh, that'll knock you for a sideways loop for sure. And of course, no, one's cooperating with me and uh, cooperating with me. And then somewhere along the way, I can't find my pants to get on the of stage of you know, my entrance in the first place. So now I don't have, I don't, know, I don't have my lines and I have no time to study them. Cause I'm tearing the place apart, looking for my pants. Yeah. And you wake up and say, oh my God, thank God. It's not real. It's not real. It's only, um, only but hour. I wake up exhausted from, oh yeah. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, I was like looking, I'm just like running everywhere, looking everywhere and worried. And again, I was I'm like, God, I don't feel like I slept at all.
2: <laughs> I still get those. And of course I didn't study. Yeah, no, I, same feeling. Oh my God. I'm late for an exam that I'm totally going to blow. Cause I didn't study for it. Oh no, I, none of this is, it was a dream. Okay. All right. All right. I'm all
1: right. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> While we're waiting for our guests, waiting is the wrong word here. Until yeah, our guest until graces you. us with their presence, yeah, exactly. put it that way. I'm um, actually very
2: excited to meet, meet our guest, to be honest with you, because I am familiar with a fair bit of her work. And Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I, like, I just uh, went online and I'm like, oh, yes, I've seen that. I've seen that. I know what to you know. yeah. And uh, of course, the, the uh, link you sent me to the Blacks Community Mixtapes is kick-ass production. And I have watched a couple of episodes last night and again this morning. And I'm like, it's so well done. And they're just, now I don't know who the writer, director, producer was for it. I wasn't paying attention to that because I was enraptured by the host, Cara Martin, her incredible voice. Mm. I just want to sit and she could read the dictionary to me. I love her voice. It just, it's so engaging, but the way they've put it together, I think it's, she's, she was born in the nineties, so she'd be a millennial and it's put Mm. together for millennials in the sense that they're condensed bite-sized chunks, if you will. Yep. Cause we tend to go long form, but this is done for somebody with a shorter attention span so you can get the young people interested and in, in it. And then somebody like me, it's like more. Give me more. I want more. I want more because it's so well done, pro- produced and put together. And then, of course, I was seeing some people from both my childhood and my adulthood, both with Mike Williams, former Much Music VJ host. We all remember Mike Williams. And then, of course, uh, Tony Young, Master T. And I worked with Tony on a a couple of different occasions. We did some parties here in Ottawa. That he hosted. Yeah, just a super awesome dude. And, uh, of course, Maestro was on. And uh, I met Maestro once or twice, I think, if memory serves. Sweetheart of a guy. And the way they just talk about how hip-hop, the first hip-hop record in Canada was uh, Mr. Q, was it? Mr. Q.
1: Yes, I, and, Mr. Q.
2: Yeah, and it was a response to the Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight. This was called Ladies Delight. And it was really with the beginning of it, but if, if, as far as hip-hop goes in Canada, for me, I, The Godfather is Maestro Fresh West, who is still involved in the community. He's living in St. John, New Brunswick now, but he's involved in film and, and television and radio mm-hmm. and music and production and... The man has put his time in and done a lot of work. And of course, they talk about Mishi Mi, who I've had a crush on since day one. The very first time I saw Mishi Mi, and she came out, and then when she did the track Raga Death, so it was like death metal and hip-hop at the same time, and it worked. I was like, damn! And the Dream Warriors, who, forget it. Tribe Called Quest was around at the same time as the Dream Warriors, but the first time I heard my definition, it blew my mind. Because it was like... It was a Quincy Jones jazz track, which we all in Canada, if you're of a certain age, knew the song. Yes. It was, and it was the a sample of, oh, it's a Quincy Jones. and oh, The name of the song is escaping me right now. But it was used for the soundtrack for the, t- the television game show Definition. And right. it was also used in the Austin Powers film because it was Mike Myers' way of sending a postcard home to Canada. He said, Definition, my definition of a boombastic jazz style. And it was, oh, darn it. I'm going to go nuts trying to think of the name. Our guest is in the green room, though, sir, if we want to, if you want to. uh, Soul Bossa Nova. Thank you. Soul Bossa Nova. Thank you. (laughs) Going nuts. I knew the track. It was on the tip of my tongue. I featured it on the jazz show. And I think I actually featured that track once on the jazz show because it's hip hop jazz. And it was, again, the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh, my God. I'd never heard anything like that before. And like I said, it was right around the time Tribe was coming out. But for me, it was more to celebrate Canadian artists. As a youth, who do we have as Canadian artists? Gordon Lightfoot, Anne-Marie, Neil Young. Internationally, Mm -hmm. that was it at the time. So when I saw young Canadian hip-hop artists producing Canadian music in Canada and selling records, I was like, I just want to promote the hell out of this. I was always pro-Canadian artists because we live right next door to the largest market in the world when it comes to television, film, entertainment, music, so on and so forth. So anyway, The Rascals, yeah, of course, love The Rascals. Yeah, I've worked with Claire a couple of times on some shows, real sweetheart of a guy. Who else do I work with? Socrates a couple of times. I can't remember if I worked with Cardinal or not. Some shows we did. Our guest is in the green room. So sir, anytime you want to, uh, you want to uh, present our guest
1: and I'll bring her on in. All right, get some cubs. Very excited about this. Our guest is a renowned Canadian writer, producer, director, and visionary whose recent film and television productions include two Canadian screen award-winning documentaries, Being Black in Toronto, and Mr. Jane and Finch for CBC, the two-hour CTV documentary special Cool Black North, and the short drama Promise Me, which has had over 20 festival screenings and six festival wins, including two golden sheaves at the 2021 Yorkton Film Festival, She's a recipient of the Women in Film Television Toronto Prestigious Crystal Mentorship Award. She has co-founded something called the OYA Media Group and was voted one of 2021's RBC Canadian Women Entrepreneurs One to Watch. She is the director, the co-creator, and one of the writers of a series that uh, Mr. Grizzly was talking about called Black Community Mixtapes, which recently won an Anthem Award. Silver Medal Damn at the sprayed. Anthem Awards. Yes. So kids and Cubs, please put your paws up and give a big round of applause for Allison Duke. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Beaver Lodge.
0: Oh, I'm just so thrilled to be here. I'm leaving for Berlin today, so my day got a little bit shifted, or my night got a little shifted, packing and all. Oh, Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, Oh, Thanks for joining us. No, thank you for joining us. And uh, we had some apologies, too. We owned up earlier on the show for telling people, (laughs) you're not late. We're new here, and we do all our own stunts. So this is the first time that we've dealt with an actual production company. We normally just had people's email addresses directly. and We just send them the link before. And then it just dawned on me, like, are they going to even be open? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah. I, just, I should have said that last night. Yeah. We're very glad that you're actually everything was able to work. We always start our show by, because I asked my co-host, Mr. Grizzly, how his mental health is doing today every day. So how is your mental health doing today?
0: I just need to breathe a bit more today, I feel, because I have a lot going on Mm. and I have a flight that's at eight o'clock tonight, not not this morning, good thing. and I'm going to the European film market and so I just need to just relax, just breathe and not try to do too much.
1: I, 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 I You're on the right show. That, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all
2: about relax. Just relax. I have a full YouTube channel about just relax. <laughs> I love your
0: voice too, by the way. Thank, Thank you very much. Making me relax. That's yeah. the
2: general idea. That's what the, uh, the YouTube channel is. It's ASMR mental health chat where I just mm-hmm. sit and talk like this so you can find some peace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, wish you absolutely. Uh, an uneventful trip. <laughs> I've been watching black community mix tapes. I, I'm actually on the, there's five episodes, and I'm actually yes. midway through the fifth one, so I've watched them. It's so good. It's so well done. It is really so well done. So I can well see done. why you won. Yeah. First <laughs> of all. Uh, maybe if you could tell the our audience what your inspiration was behind it.
0: I've been making films about black history for a long time. I started out, I I loved your conversation about all these people, rascals and all that, because I started out producing music videos. In fact, my production company back then, Rage Filmhouse, we produced Northern Touch. We worked with a lot of these people. My brother is a rapper. His name is Spade. His group is called Citizen Kane. And so I was in this world for a long time. And I knew Tony, Master T, and Michael Williams, and I just—it just came from this whole hip hop revisionist thing that we're go- we were going to for a bit, where people were saying Drake, he's great, he's an amazing artist, businessman, but a lot of people were thinking that oh, hip hop started with Drake, Canadian hip hop started with with Drake, and I was just like, mm-hmm. and then there was other things that people were saying this is the first this and this is the first that just messing up the black history there. And then Gaddy Conte-George, my business partner and also the co-director and co-creator, we just said, we gotta do something about this because we had made a lot of work that was dispelling, you know, a lot of the noise out there, a lot of the internet noise. And we thought, why don't we just you go into the community, collect all the information that we know that with well, people who have artifacts, people who have archives that can prove, disprove some of this stuff, and then also, why don't we use our own archives and then ret- retell this history? So we looked at five different topics. We looked at hip-hop go- going all the way back. We, and of course, there's some people we're missing, but hip-hop. And then we went to, we did the Toronto Carnival and photography and literature. And we then celebrated the archivists themselves, the people who are collecting this material.
1: Yeah. I've not finished five yet. <laughs> so I can't I have some, but I really loved I was drawn in by the episode on hip-hop of course mm-hmm. because music is universal and hip-hop is everywhere now and people want to know but and then Carabana the history of that of course we know that but then when you get to when you get to the third episode this the third episode is about photographers Whoa, did I learn a lot of things that I did not know? So, yeah, I uh, did I discover a yet. lot of names that I haven't? Michael Chambers. Whoa. I, I went know. to his website. I've got a, a Michi B photo for you. Oh, yeah. From his portraits there oh, later yeah, on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to the episode on literature. And again, that poet talking. Uh, I'm Greg, sorry. Uh,
0: get, uh, get, um, pasta. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Greg. Uh, Frankson.
2: Yeah. He's a buddy of mine actually.
0: Oh really? Yeah. I've known oh, Greg really? for
2: 20 years. Yeah. We're oh, good friends. Yeah. Okay. We have it's, to get come him on the show
1: to re- read it. Everybody in Canada
0: they?
2: knows everybody, right?
0: Okay. <laughs> you should get him on the show. He's amazing. i love to. Oh yeah. No, I've, I've known
2: Greg for about 20 years and I remember we were doing a, a charity event a bunch of years back and, and he just, he, he would just freestyle freestyle, uh, slam poetry, like nobody's business. Greg is a genius at that, an absolute genius. I've never met anybody who could freestyle so quickly, so poetically and fluidly in the moment and speak about what we're going through. It's like, how did you come up with that? And he's like, I don't know. Like,
0: <laughs> he does it in the show. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's one of the yeah. things that we do in the show. People just play their instruments. They sing. They do whatever. Just freestyle. It's just incredible. Like in a carnival episode, I know we're talking about photography, but in the but, carnival a- episode, we bring in Kwame Williams, who's a, like a drumming master, a jimbe drum master. And he just plays. And then he's playing and he's storytelling about carnival. Wow. It's just, what? We knew we were doing something different when we started
1: <laughs> letting people just play and just freestyle. Oh, my Lord. So, kids, do we have a, a bit of a trailer, actually? Yeah, I have a clip here from, it's... Uh, At YouTube, we got permission to use this. Yeah. Please. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, here we go. Check this out. This is really cool.
0: From 1955, waves of Black female
1: immigrants from the Caribbean confronted a new life in Canada. They were a part of a domestic workers' team where women were recruited across the Caribbean by the Canadian government to be made for the mid-classes and upper echelons of Canadian society. Many were educated, but most were working class. Their recruitment process was quite rigorous. They had to be between the age of 18 and 35 with no dependents. These women were trained on how to cook a Canadian meal and how to clean a Canadian home. There was a great need to push for opportunities for people to discover and share these stories. The University of Toronto's Fisher Rare Books Collection is one place to start. This is is what I loved about the show, because while I'm getting my Maestro Fresh West, while I'm getting my Cha Claire, while I am getting Carabana, I'm getting the 1955 Domestic Servant Program? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just that little truth bomb dropped right in there. And then finding out that Sir Wilfred Laurier, the man who's on our $5 bill, actually had an anti-black immigration policy for a while that was actually instituted. Just dropped right in there. Yeah, That's... That is really cool because I went watching that and I actually stopped the tape and then I'm like going online and going, what <laughs> the hell? Yeah. It's, and how did I not know this?
2: It's because they didn't teach that to us in school because they didn't want us to know. Uh, it's so much, I'm going to speak for about a minute and then I'll shut up. <laughs> but Don't shut up, please. <laughs> so much black history has been completely ignored by the curriculum, the education system. I learned about Harry Jerome about 10 years ago. I'm like, How have I never heard of this man? He was probably one of the greatest track athletes that ever lived, period. He was running running sub 10 second 100 meters in the early 60s. When training and shoes and and nutrition, I'm struggling for that word for a minute, were not what they are today. They didn't have computers to help figure out the best way to launch. And this guy was running sub 10 seconds in the 60s. I didn't hear about him until 10 years ago when I watched a documentary on him on Gem during Black History Month. And I'm like, why? Was it Jem or CBC? might have been. Anyway, that's not important. What is important is that I learned about this man who I was mad that I'd never learned about before. This is a great Canadian athlete and one that we should be taught about, but they ignore Black history in Canadian schools. And it's a crime. Now, I am part of the Black Employee Resource Group, I know which sounds funny at my employer because I'm obviously very white. I take care of tech stuff, but I'm happy to be uh, a part of the community in the sense that I, I'm just, I want to be on the periphery so I can learn because there's the Black Community Mixtapes gives you information that you might not have been aware of before, especially if you look like this, right? Because they just, they don't teach it. It's been ignored and it's wrong. It's wrong because. Black Canadian history is our shared collective history, whether white people like me realize it or not. And I've come to realize it, but it just, it was something that just wasn't taught to us.
0: Yeah, it's remarkable. It's an easy thing. We put together the show in eight months. Wow. And, and yeah, eight months. But because we had that history of making other documentaries about Black history, we had a good, wealth of knowledge and also we knew who to go to like that Mm -hmm. photo of the domestic workers outside the plane I actually made a documentary with involving this woman who had that picture. She's in that photograph, and she told me that I can use it if I wanted to. I said, "Can I use this?" Because nobody has seen these kind of photos of women actually boarding planes to come to Canada. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they've erased all of this, all of these artifacts that people have. It's really important that people protect their archives, but also share them to fill in the blanks because. We see the same. We see the same photos and people being shared with Black History in Canada. We see Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, and we love them. We adore them, but we don't hear or see any of the artifacts from Black Canadians. And we need to be aware that information is out there. Mm-hmm. You just have to look for it.
2: Yeah, well, it's like you said. It's hidden for the most part, and it shouldn't be. And one of the things you talk about in the Black Community Mixtapes is how the artifacts are in in bookshelves and in attics and in garages. And it's like, that's a shame. Man. I didn't know about Viola Davis until they announced that she was going to be on the $10 bill. And I'm like, who is this person? Why have I not learned about this? She was Rosa Parks 20 years before Rosa Parks. Anybody heard her name? So we've got a history we've got to make up for in this country.
0: Yeah. Historica Canada does a great job, I believe, in terms of trying to capture these moments in Canadian history. And I know they do about two or three films, little one minute films every year. Mm -hmm. And and they also on their website, they're a great resource. Um, Sometimes people who they can't showcase in a film, they'll have information, they'll have like podcasts and they'll have Maybe some animation storytelling kind of things happening there. But, anyways, yeah, you just have to look for it and you have to know, you have to ask questions. Mm -hmm. You have to be not be afraid to ask questions about some of these things. That's why we asked the question who was the first Canadian hip hop artist or the person to record the first Canadian hip hop record? And that took us down a rabbit hole. And we just went, we just used that as part of the show. Like, okay. This is the problem when you go on Wikipedia and all this is who they say is the first. And then the singing fools from a group from Ottawa, white guys, whatever. Yeah. Come on. I grew up in hip hop. No, I know Monica Records. They were like, they had a, they had a studio in their basement. There's stuff going on there. What's going on? And we actually found Mr. Q's sister. She lives in the States and we found her and we got her permission to do this photograph and everything like that. And she was tickled. She was like, so happy because nobody had acknowledged her brother and mm-hmm. he's, yeah and she just loved the fact that we were able to do that
2: i gotta correct myself thank you miss Shatica. it's viola desmond not davis viola yes, davis together. is the egot winning award-winning actor filmmaker director producer writer singer yeah, sorry right. my apologies
0: I think a lot of people make that mistake. (laughs) So
2: Desmond Davis, they're both D's, the same first names. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Although I'd be perfectly happy to be compared to Viola Davis (laughs) or Desmond. (laughs) Right, both very successful. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask because a lot of this history is in attics and in bookshelves and whatnot, and the effort to archiving it correctly and creating some pools that people could go to, to do research of their own is more recent than it is for other communities. Because I was learning that there isn't an actual home for black archives yet, black history archives yet. Yes. Whereas the gay community already does have one. We've had one for a long time. Why is it important for people to be going through what might be in their trunks and their attics, their bookcases, and maybe bringing it to attention.
0: Great question. There are a couple organizations that are doing the work like Black Historical Society of Ontario. And then there's this museum in in Amherstburg who has been around for a long time because of the black community there in, in Chatham. It is important for us to do this because a lot of the times this information doesn't get stored correctly so we've come across people with super 8 film and whatnot that's been it has mold on it or mm. important manuscripts gets it's deteriorated and things get lost with people moving with people passing away certain people might think not think that this information is important they chuck it And then with everything, that's a piece of history that's gone Mm -hmm. because nobody has seen it. Very true. So we need to create space where archives can be collected and, like you said, treated properly and stored properly and cataloged Mm -hmm. so people can use search words, proper search words to find it. And that's why we had an episode on the archivist at the end just celebrating them and how cool it is. Like all the different people in that episode trying to find different, like unique ways to showcase their findings, their own archives. And, and that was beautiful. Like a lot of them have been able to take advantage of it financially. Like you can put together your own traveling show with your archives. People are interested, are that interested in, in this material. Like Clive Walker's collection, at the old Friars, it was a, a club in, mm-hmm. in, in Shoppers Drug Mart in, in the corner of uh, Young and in Dundas. He had a, a collection there for many months. And he had CDs from Mishimi to like Julie Black. He had Lillian Allen stuff in there. He had Miss Lou stuff. It was just a really remarkable collection of work. It's And, and who else am I thinking about? Sadu at a different bookstore or a different book list. It's a, a bookstore on Bathurst, just south of Bloor, and she has a lot of archives. People are coming to her with their archives. Oh, nice. And okay. yeah. Oh, you haven't gotten to the rest of that. Yeah. You, you look at that episode when you get to the end, you'll see that people are coming to her with their archives and she's storing it and in, the, in her store and showcasing it. And it, it's just beautiful. It just becomes part of the community and, and part of different conversations that we have about our
1: history. Wonderful. That's uh, fantastic. Now, you're one of the co-founders of the OYA Black Collective. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's oh, yeah, yeah. OYA, not oh, OYA. Yeah. Okay. Because no, yeah, that was going to be my first question. Is it an abbreviation or what yeah. supposed to say? Oh, yeah. And, and you you did that with two other people, if I remember correctly. Yes. It was
0: founded with my business partner. We have two things going on. We have OYA Media Group, which is a production company co-founded by myself and Gaddy to george She's another filmmaker, filmmaker. Uh, She directed Mr. and Finch, fabulous. So we we created that company and that's a for-profit production company. But because we saw that there was a void in terms of younger Black artists, people who've gone to film school, there was a void and there was a problem of them getting jobs in the industry. We decided to be found this we wanted to find what do you say develop create this non-not-for-profit and it's called Oya Black Arts Coalition and we also worked with Natisha Masakoy who is a really powerful person in the community and we're five years later we've got so many different programs we have over 150 people graduated from our different programs a lot of them are doing so well some of them are working at you know, big institutions like Chorus and E1 when it was <laughs> not going do what they're going through right now. And uh, yeah, let's and, not discuss that. Yeah, let's not discuss that. <laughs> and, different, and CBC and some of them are, were making uh, amazing work and having their films showcased at TIFF. And they're just doing like, tremendous, tremendously. And a lot of them, our alumni, a lot of our alumni work on our show. So, for, in fact, uh, we had about four or five young black filmmakers work on black community mixtapes. Kara, our host, is actually from our second year. She's a participant from our second year Emerging Filmmakers Program. And we just saw something in her that she was- She has it. She has it, she's she young. It. She's yeah. got it, right? Yeah. And she wanted to do the research on it with another young person from our program, Ivano Ivano Antonio. And uh, they did a lot of the research. We just gave them, we said, research this. We had the research, but we wanted them to be really involved. And uh, she just evolved into the host of the show. And her personality, her voice, Mm -hmm. she's, and she's really genuinely interested in this history. And it's just amazing. Just, we wanted to create a show that was fun, entertaining, but you could learn a lot and that young people would want to watch because we want them to t- carry the torch with, exactly. stuff, right. right. And I think that's what we did.
2: I believe, and I agree 100%. And Ms. Martin is just, I want, a, I would listen to her read the dictionary me. <laughs> Honest to goodness, the way she, she is incredibly confident, self-assured. She comes across as somebody, you just want to sit and talk to this person. Cause she's, she walks into the room, she smiles and I'm like, okay. I just feel better about myself now. She has the aura, <laughs> that glowing aura that, that wants to bring you in. At least that's what I get.
0: Yeah. When she starts, it's on. Yeah. And the way she's able to articulate the concepts and make the twists and turns and ask the questions to the audience, it's just sometimes we're talking about some tough stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she gets us through it and, we're, and we feel better about knowing what she's telling us.
2: And the way she does it, you would almost think that she was a veteran because she's quite young. I'm 55, so she could be my daughter (laughs) literally, right? But the way she does it, you think she's been doing this for 30 years because she presents so well. Some people are born with it and she's one of them.
0: Yeah. I hope to see her get more opportunities like this because she's definitely she's got the chops and she, she deserves it. Yeah. So. If you're on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, just look up Kara Martin and, and tag her, tell her how great she's doing and support her. Oh,
1: lovely. Lovely. Yeah, I I agree. She is. Uh, I'm just as interested as what's going to happen when she comes on as what's going on in the content, right? Because normally, okay, here's the host again. Okay, now give me the good stuff. But I'm just as interested when I watch the show, which is a lot of fun.
2: For the Instagram and
1: in the commentary there. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing it right
0: should away. So <laughs> they'll be like, "What's going on today?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you founded this studio to help emerging black voices mm-hmm. get some opportunities. Mm-hmm. And from the program now that you're five years in, where do you see? You've learned some things certainly along the way. This, yes, and you want, you probably have some ideas of where you can grow to next, as a result of that. So I was like. What's the toughest lesson that you learned, and what do you think is the biggest opportunity in front of you?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. And it, as a matter of fact, we're going through strategic planning about our organization and what we offer, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of energy. It's a. It's really it takes a lot of time. You have to be open to the fact that you're not doing everything perfect. So every year we we reflect on what we've done and we these, do these research studies in terms of talking to people that's been a part of the programs, different programs, and see what they got out of it, what could be improved. So right now we're the, in the process of looking at the five years and seeing, okay, what worked and what didn't work? And where is the, the most, what was the, what's the best use of our time and where's the, where, wh- what do people need the most? Mm-hmm. Like we're doing like a value proposition. And I think we've done a great job at training young people, the soft and the hard skills of how it is to be in this industry. Because if you notice a lot of young people, they know how to make films and create working content. They're like, they're brilliant. They're like really good, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's the soft skills. The soft skills is how to be in this industry. You have to be yourself, obviously, but then... There's just this way of the hierarchy, either <laughs> how you have to show off on time, how you have to finish what you started, how you have to be respectful. It's just a, just a different kind of weird and a, way of being, but it, and it might be really foreign to a lot of people. Not those mm-hmm. things, but just how it is to be in the film industry. And sometimes you think you make one thing and then it's, you're going to be a star and then you realize, oh, it doesn't happen. And you make a next thing and you're going to be a star. And then that can be, that's not how it works. Most of the time it works like, you make something and then you go to the, you know, back of the line, especially in Canada. Not like in the oh, States yeah. where you have all these outlets to right. you know, showcase who you are. There's a lot of training around that. And but what we find, and we did a lot of work trying to build communities. When I was coming up, and yes, I did work with Director X. Somebody wrote something about Director X. Uh, yes. I, I used Seems. to produce music videos for him back in the nineties. Yes. There's there's this thing that you have to uh, when I was growing up in this industry, like finding my chops and whatnot, there's this thing that happens where you're a black person or you're a racialized person and people try to tell you not to work with each other. Mm. I know. Mm. Don't trust each other. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's
0: only could be one in the room. Mm-hmm that kind of thing. So we do a great job in getting the young people to know you can trust each other, you can work with each other. So a lot of them are working with each other now and building their own companies, building their own platforms and whatnot to work with each other. And that is great to see because you only get stronger in this industry is when you have a team, when you have a team around you. And some people work with the same team for 20 years. So you need to build that. Not the city, you want to work with the same people for 20 years, but you have to be, trust people from your community. And we do a great job of that. So that's one of the things we want to keep on going like with what we do. And we also want to, now that we have a lot of filmmakers out there, we want to do more training with producers, like the ones that want to be producers, because they're the ones who can hire everyone, <laughs> get everybody jobs. Oh, yes. Job. No, Absolutely. So, Producers and business affairs, we're really concentrating on that, I think, for the next five years, hopefully.
1: Excellent. Wonderful. How do people find out about you?
0: About me? So, uh, <laughs> about, about, oh, yeah.
1: about the opportunities.
0: Okay. If you go to Com, you can see all of our programs there. We usually run our programs from July to March 31st. A lot of our programs are ending now, but I think we're going to be starting up new programs probably July. But sometimes we all, like, sometimes we have like these pop-up things, like a masterclass in this, and, and a community can come to. So, yeah, look out for that. Follow us on Instagram. We always post what's going on on Instagram. Oh, yeah, Black Arts.
1: Excellent. Now, Black Community Mixtapes won an Anthem Award. Yes guess a silver medal award. Tell us what that's about and how big an achievement that is.
0: In New York. Yeah, that's right. The Anthem Awards is a really cool awards in New York City. And they had this category of awards for people who are doing commun- things for the community. And uh, they had a category for film and television. And so we applied. But we didn't know that people had to vote. Oh. That people had to vote. And so we're like, huh? So a week later, people were voting. And then we we're like, oh, let's just post that we're doing this and all that. And then people voted for us. People voted for us. And and we were selected. Silver, silver at the Anthem Awards. And it's from New York. And we got a little note from them saying that it was just a great show. We were glad that you, you participated in this. And it just shows us that... Our show can cross the border mm-hmm. and, and the Americans are really interested in this Black Canadian history. And we've also applied for the Canadian Screen Award. So we'll see what happens with that. I think they're going through their nomination now and we'll see where, where we land on those. But hopefully we'll be recognized in Canada as well.
1: Oh, that would be fantastic.
0: Be yeah.
2: yeah. Let's, let's get some recognition at home where the product was made, maybe.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that would be really nice. What well, was one cool. of
2: the One of the things that was said, I can't remember if it was Tony or if it was Michael Williams who said, young black and hip-hop artists in, in, in the early days, which is only the mid-80s, if you will, couldn't get anybody to even look at them. He said, and it was similar to what Neil Young and Gordon Lightfoot and Joni Mitchell had to do. They yeah. had to leave the country to get any recognition because we're terrible in Canada. We used to be really terrible in Canada about recognizing Canadian artists. We're much better at it now. And, and I think much music has a lot to do with that, with the, the next generations that came up. We're like, let's prop up, let's do, let's, but it, it'd be nice to get some recognition at home.
0: Yeah, it's a strange thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's just that we don't like to celebrate achievements in, in Canada, we do it with hockey Yes, and basketball now, right? I don't even think we do it that much with our Olympians. It's okay. You won something. Okay. Go sit over there. But yes, Master T and Michael Williams and people like Ivan Berry, I see somebody, Mm -hmm. they were really instrumental in showcasing black talent. And then there was all those people in community. And we're just talking about the hip hop episode, but community radio there's two community radio stations here in canada that played hip-hop all the time and you had dj dts and motion on the master plan show and john bronski and and then empower and they became the the longest running hip-hop show in canada Uh, and that was on 89.5 and and then you had people i think that was out of york i can't yeah, mm-hmm. York University. And then there's other, another radio show uh, called uh, CIUT ninety eighty nine. Is that 89? No, what was it? CIUT? Which one was it?
2: University of Toronto, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Isn't oh, it? no, Ryerson. Ryerson.
2: Ryerson, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. CIUT, uh, DJ X and Ron Nelson on Fantastic Voyage. And every week they would play amazing hip-hop. And that show would travel around the world, really. Okay. Like, people would be coming in from around the world to be on that show as guests and whatnot so people were doing it on their own as well as we've got much music doing it there were people in the community that were doing that and they have archives too
2: Mm
1: yeah yeah indeed yeah
2: it's the homemade do-it-yourself thing which is what really built the industry in this country because prior to Realistically, prior to Wes Williams, Maestro Fresh West and Let the yeah. Backbone Slide, nobody in Canada paid attention, like at all. And I remember, I think, was it his second or third album? And I can't remember correctly, but the title of the record was This Kid Can't Be From Canada. <laughs> <laughs> he was recording in New York City at the time, right? Oh, and uh, he wow. came back home because he said he didn't, if I remember in an interview, he was saying he just didn't feel right about being there. Mm. He wanted to be home. He wanted to be in Toronto. He wanted to work with the crew that he knew. And I'm like, I understand that. And let's face it, New York City is, as you've been, I'm sure, a number of times, it's a whole different ocean to swim in.
0: It's tough. It's the the pace of it. I'm a Toronto girl. I was born and raised in Toronto. I want, this is my home. Mm -hmm. I want to celebrate my life, the people that I know, my culture. And New York, I love New York. For the energy, but me- it's tough. It's I a mean, real, like people are not, people are just like so focused on what they're doing. And there's not a lot of room for, oh, you're over there. You need some help or over there. Yeah. And I guess it's just a system of survival because there's so many people there. And the rent's mm.
1: so high. Rent is too <laughs> damn high. Everybody is, is literally working like the rent is due. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Don't bother me. I have to pay my rent. This five seconds that... You stopped me to ask for directions. <laughs> I could be working. That's that's money. Yeah, and but yeah, there's so many people like Ma- Patrick Nichols and his photography of hip-hop back in the day, and we showcased that in the hip-hop episode. Mm-hmm. Dream Warriors, Socrates, like all these folks, they have the goods that's telling us what Canadian history is about, what Black Canadian hip-hop history is about. And I think that's remarkable. We right. need to celebrate these people, and, and oh, absolutely, yeah. You should get Patrick on.
1: <laughs> yes, please. Yes, <laughs> yes, please. I'm like, if you could make that happen in any way, sure, we would love to have him on.
2: I'm still feeling goosebumps from you talking about Northern Touch because the first time I heard that track, I lost my mind. I'm like, damn. And That'll- when they were at the Junos a couple of years ago, because it was the twenty. 20- 20th or 25th anniversary. I can't even remember now. They brought out and they were told not to rap and they did it anyway. And I was like, damn straight. You got to get out there and sing a couple of bars from that track. That is the track that I think changed the landscape in Canada for hip
0: hop oh, yeah. artists. Oh, definitely. It was it, so huge. What, did, what do you mean they told them not to rap? Oh, yeah. Isn't yeah they, the were, whole...
2: they were like just out to present an award and they were like, okay, you don't have time to perform. And I think they just said, yeah, we're going to anyway. Come on. And they said, how about a couple of bars? And they did it. And the audience went nuts because, come on, that was the biggest song ever, yeah. the biggest track ever to come out of Canada. And I still listen to it every couple of weeks. I'll just, because it, it's just such a pick me up.
0: Let me see if I have it. Would it work?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, nice. Much Music Video
1: Award. Yes. 1998. Yes. I remember, I actually watched that, director, <laughs> that at home. When that happened. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched. I you watched watch the show? I, I, live when it happened, I was addicted to much music. I so wanted to be a VJ. <laughs> I really was. Yeah, uh, me I, I was a dancer. So music was on all the time. There was like, there was at least like two hours to three hours of much music in my diet every day at that period in my life. It was just uh, just amazing. But yeah, I saw that video too the first time. And it's like, wait a minute. It's like rascals and Chuck, Claire Angela, like, wait a minute. We do that. Yeah. That's a U.S. thing. They get everybody all together and do something like we do that now. Cardi, it checkmate. It's like the, 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 the like it's like, we're the, all there. The Heavy metal, the little bit of part of me, that's Fresh. heavy metal, a little bit of me, we're all coming together. It's like, yeah, let's yeah. do, do that. <laughs>
0: and I, it's, I call him little X. It's so hard for me to call him. X. And I tell him, I call him actually Julian. That's his name, Julian. that's But uh, yeah and we see each other from time to time and but i just re- i still remember that day being on that set and we had a little bit of a budget like it was maybe big for canadian hip hop budget mm-hmm. but it wasn't as big as what mishi and right. and those guys were getting from before mm-hmm. so it was just a little budget and he made it work he just made this magical moment mm-hmm. And I just remember the crew painting the psych and the walls, different colors. And the, I'm like, we're like, what is he doing? And then he made these little like vignettes and it was just amazing to watch him to work. And I have the video actually. I still have the beta tape. Oh, <laughs> see, I you have the, sure. like, Yeah, and you, All of that stuff in Black Community Mixtapes. I don't know if you noticed the Much Music Award is on the mm-hmm. table. And that. so that's our stuff, right? We're just pulling it. We're putting it in the show. This stuff exists.
1: Uh, 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 given your involvement in the world of hip hop and growing up in there, your take looking back at history is, is going to be different. The one thing I, I didn't notice in the, in the series, and maybe it's just because other people are doing it, but there wasn't anything about Africville.
0: No, that's a good point. We had a little bit. Uh, maybe we had some imagery from Aquaville, africville, but we didn't we didn't go there. We were told to keep this the series uh, from city TV based on Toronto and Ontario. It's very focused on on those places, even though we branch out to the East Coast sometimes when we're talking to George Eliot Clark and in the literary thing and all that. but uh, yeah, we were, we were told to keep it in Ontario and Toronto, but and that was so hard to do That's why we had to branch out here and there. Just because our history isn't all about Black history isn't all about Toronto. Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. Yeah. It isn't. Yeah.
0: It isn't. It just isn't.
2: It, it was it last year. I went to a Sens game because I'm in Ottawa and went oh. to a Sens game, and it was during Black History Month. So they had a. The NHL is trying to be a little bit more involved, finally, with the Black community and Black hockey players that have made the NHL and become quite famous and they they had a trailer like a setup outside like a small rolling museum if you will which was really cool and i was in there and i was checking it out and i go oh mark he goes mark fraser i go yeah i i have not met mark but he's my buddy's next door neighbor he's like, what i go yeah 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 he's uh, and mark fraser is if you are a hockey player and, and you if, if you're a black hockey player you probably know who mark fraser is because Mark Fraser has welcomed everybody into the NHL. So when a young black player joins the team, he's the first guy to put his arm around him and said, come with me.
1: Oh. Freddie
2: Brathwaite, yeah. Freddie Brathwaite went to high school with Mark uh, Fraser. I used I've played road hockey with Fred Brathwaite. I'm old. <laughs> but I, I remember when Fred made the NHL, we were all celebrating, even dumb white guys like me, because it was somebody from our community, our neighborhood that, that hey, he made it, way to go. But for members of the black community, that was even a, a, a bigger step up. Make the NHL the show, man. It's like, come on, let's not kid ourselves. It's, they've got a lot of work to do when it comes to messaging and curbing the racist ways that are within the league, embedded within it. Look, you can't deny it. It's there. Mm-hmm. I know. I've seen it. As a goaltender, Freddie was oh, wow. so much better than me. But I've seen it. It's there. And the NHL needs to do a lot more work to change the messaging. And they, they will put up things like racism is not acceptable. I'm like, yeah, but you're not really doing much about it. You're, it's just, you're sloganeering.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Kids want to play hockey. Yeah. That's the bottom line, right? Yeah. Doesn't, matter doesn't matter as play. a race, let, let them play. And I, I'm sure you're going to get damn good players because you're just letting them play.
1: Absolutely. Oh, Allison, just before we go, sometimes when we have a guest, we uh, like to give them some uh, little fun, rapid fire questions to oh get to tell a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> coffee, tea, or hot chocolate?
0: Oh, coffee is my true love, but I don't drink it anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, why not?
0: Oh, I just drank too much. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> I have some issues. <laughs> I
1: understand. All right uh vanilla or strawberry strawberry mm. yes <laughs> um soccer or tennis soccer okay. soccer all right hmm. reggae or blues Ooh.
2: yeah that's a tough one because they both make you feel something
0: i would say reggae mm. and i have a story for that but okay Um, because my next film is BAM, the story of sister Nancy. It's the most, she's the most sampled reggae vocalist of all time. She made a legendary album called the one, two album, which the song, the iconic song BAM came out of, and that's for Crave and we'll be launching that soon this year. Nice. Yeah. Very nice.
2: You say Um, reggae. And I put a link in the chat earlier to reggae in the fields, the longest running it's so hosted by Junior Smith at CKCU in here, here in Ottawa, 45 years on the air, since 1976.
1: Oh, um, wow. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And is there a possibility of a Black community mixtapes too? We're not going to be renewed.
0: It was a limited series. Oh. We knew that. We, we, it was one of those things where we had developed it and City TV wanted it. They said, hey, we can do this for one season. And yeah, but we are going to keep the idea. It's our idea. It's like our IP. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to maybe every couple of years we come up with some more. You never know.
1: You never know. Yeah. Well, that means that neither Crave or Netflix or whatnot could take it up then.
0: Yeah. 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 I get uh, Maybe other broadcasters can keep it going. They
1: do a season every year. That'd be great. That would be great. That would be really great because it's really a good show and has a great value. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely.
2: Thank you for your time. We really do Thank appreciate you. it.
0: Thank you right. so much. You guys are great. And oh. I'm sorry about the tardiness.
1: <laughs> no, that's not you. That's totally that's on, that, that, okay. no, right, right. on us. That's totally okay. on us. All right. And please do come back anytime. Yes, if you've got something going on, please contact us. We, we'd love to have you back.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Take right. care. Have a wonderful Thank day. You. Have Thanks. a great
2: trip. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was amazing. Right? <laughs> Holy crap
1: um how much what was that
2: i'm seldom left speechless right you know me but for i'm still the whole northern touch thing is mind-blowing to me it's mind-blowing to me
1: i know she was like there yes (laughs) uh
2: yeah floored i seldom speechless (laughs) But I'm speechless right now, which is not normal for me, as anybody can attest, if you know me, because I am ai got a bit of the Irish gab in me, I have it. But wow, that was really something. And I hope to have her back again. And there's so much more we could talk to. Of course, I know James is losing his mind. Yes, I
1: I knew James would love this. (laughs) He just loves hip-hop, period. And he has... He's a big fan of Canadian hip hop in particular. Oh,
2: man. Okay, so look at his comments. If you keep having guests like that, I will never talk porn names again.
1: Oh, gee, now I'm actually torn. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> thank you, Nishidega. Oh, oh, man. Lovely, lovely. Oh, no, I'm, I am I was very excited. When they wrote us and asked, we just won an Anthem Award, would you be interested? Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, absolutely. Because it's hard sometimes to reach out and find someone that'll take a chance on you. Particularly when you have like theme shows, if you want to get, this is our third season and this is our first time we've ever done anything specifically Black History during Black History Month. And it's, it's not just for lack of desire. It's right? an oversight on our part. Well, we need to be more observant. It wasn't an oversight. It's at least not for my part. It's you don't rate enough at, a, at some point along the way. Mm -hmm. And now sometimes we reach out to people and they say, yes, and now people have started reaching out to us, which is relatively new. When there's a theme month that comes along, finding a guest that can bring something meaningful because who isn't already booked up because it's a heavy media month is a little tricky. Mm -hmm. When the opportunity came around, yes, because we've been wanting to do something like this for a long time and now we're able to make that happen. So hopefully as we uh, keep growing, when there will be occasions such as this right now, with the, it's our first one and we only have one. Who knows? Maybe later on in the future, a couple of years down the road, we might be able to have a whole week of show or once, well, a, well, once a week for a month or something as well, we grow and as we make connections and stuff. But
2: I'll reach out to my buddy Greg and see if I can get him to come on the show.
1: Yes, because that poem, the little snippet that was in that episode, people need to hear it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was actually going to read it or play it or something but if you know him and you can get him i would much rather him come here and say it in his own voice
2: yeah i'll see i'll reach out to him today and see if he'd be willing to come on the show
1: oh that would be fantastic um,
2: i don't know if he can we'll work with we work with the yes. schedule so if we can't do a live if he can do and we can record something that'd be great so, yeah. yeah all
1: right here's the thing i wanted to show you my friend when you were talking about mishimi mm-hmm. all right It'll be the photo on the right. Yeah, that's Mishi. Michael Chambers. Unlike Live. Yeah. This is the photography of Michael Chambers. Uh, he's also featured uh, during uh, the show as uh, someone that we should know about in this section about photographers. He some pretty provocative work and some beautiful work as well. And I'm hoping to get an email off to him to actually ask him as well if he would like to come about the show to talk about his work. So I won't show too much of his photography now, but if you are curious, yes, his website is michaelchambersphotography.com and you can see a lot of stuff there. Worth your time. He does really good work. Mr. Grizzly, do we have a show? We do indeed, sir. All right. There's a couple of things that I'm dying politically to say. But I want to keep this show about this. Yes. Uh, we'll talk but, about that tomorrow. But kits do not think I have not noticed them. No, we've because just, I have.
2: <laughs> don't worry. We will, we'll get into the whole <laughs> mouthpiece thing from yesterday, yep. tomorrow. Yep,
1: yep. <laughs> kits and cubs, but, but this was great out and so on. So I, I don't want to taint it with anything else. No. Uh, kits and cubs. That's the end of this episode of the daily beaver morning show here on the Crier Media Network. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Of course, sharing is caring. So please tell your peeps and poops all about us, particularly this episode, because I think this is one of the ones we're going to be proud of. Very much so. Of having done. And i last lost four words. <laughs> if you do not, I'm really excited. Yeah, no. Um, if you, you do not want to miss an episode, you do not have to. You just uh, scan that QR code that's right under my chin. And thanks to the Ray girl, that will bring you to our pod page. That's podpage.com slash the true North eager beaver, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words. And that way, when you subscribe, you do not have to miss anything. When we have something fresh off the bandwidth, it will come directly to you, except for our podcasts, which we remind you are exclusively on our true North eager beaver media site which is where you can also go to support us by clicking like, share, and subscribe. Make Lane go there today. And we very much appreciate that as well. We just had a podcast last Saturday, so there's one fresh out there for you. And if you'd like to support us in other ways, please do by going to the Emergency Hydration Fund here at the Beaver Lodge. The QR code that's by Mr. Grizzly's head will take you right there. Or if you're listening, go to Coffee. KO-FI.com slash E. as two more of you did yesterday. Unfortunately, I can't read the comments out uh, at the moment, but thank you so very much. We will give you proper credit in a future show, but we have noticed they come in and we are very grateful. Because democracy is something that you do write your MPs, write your MPPs, demands for some better journalism, maybe ask uh, what it is that they're doing to promote and uh, help the Black community in their region. Right? Black entrepreneurship needs some help. Black artists need some help. I've got anything that could be done to preserve some black history. Good stuff too. I've got some links I'll add. I don't have them right in front of me right now
2: there, but I'll add some links in later in the week that you can use as resources for educational purposes, for learning things. And then of course there's a, there's an entire website here in Ottawa that helps black entrepreneurs Develop their business, and I've gone to it a number number of times. There's there's some really good companies out there too that could. And I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to help somebody. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm really struggling. (laughs) I don't want to give a handout. I want to give a hand up. So if I can, if I'm in a position to help a business, I'm going to do it. And and if I can help somebody in the black community, I, I feel it's incumbent upon me to be able to do so to use this white privilege, put it to work, to help others. And come on, let's just do the right thing. It's not a handout. It's not, it's, I'm trying to come off not sounding like an arse, but I think I'm sounding like an arse, so I'll just shut up. <laughs>
1: I'm struggling for words this morning. What can I say? It's rare. This uh, grizzly's words of wisdom don't sound like an arse, and if you are, stop talking. Yeah, <laughs> that's my words of wisdom today from the Beaver Lodge. This is your ego. weaver saying it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, do you have some actual words of wisdom?
2: That's about it. If you realize you've dug yourself into a hole, stop digging.
1: (laughs) Ah, thank you, kids, for all those really cool comments today. Glad to break you a little bit of happy and a little bit of fun today. We'll get back to the regular stuff tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow will be different. Yes. Mr. Grizzly. Tomorrow will not
2: be joyful. (laughs) Today was joyful. Tomorrow will not be joyful.
1: (laughs) Ah. We'll try to bring a little joy. Mr. Grizzly, roll some credits, please. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors. The Misfit Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community, and The Peppermaster. Hot pepper sauce is made from farm fresh ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. We are grateful to the Cryer Media Network for its support, Pete Jarvis for our artwork, and Paul Joseph Something for our opening and closing sequence music. All right, and before we go, and the Canadians who do us proud. So, congratulations to the women's four by one hundred meter relay team who won bronze at the World Aquatics Championships, and Cindy Pickram who won a silver in the two hundred IM, oh, and cool. to Rebecca Marino who won the singles event in tennis at the one hundred thousand dollar Irapuato event and made the final in the doubles. Make weekend cool. for her. Cool. All right. All right, I'll, I'll see you. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you.